Welcome into TFW Live, the best kept secret in fantasy football, where we keep that week one feeling going all year long. I am Big Travis, joined here by my best friends, Johnny and Austin. And of course, you, Whisper Nation, what is up? Everybody in the chat, Jersey J, Devin, we've got Smitty Fatal, Ronald, everybody in here now. There's going to be a bunch of you later. Welcome in. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. Help us get one more sub today. That's all we want, just one more subscriber on YouTube. We've got a few followers that we just picked up. David Rakers, shout out to you. Dad Bod Fantasy Squad and Ooh. Rich Rebar, all now part of Whisper Nation. Welcome in. We appreciate <laughs> all of you. But today's episode, we have an even more special guest here. Steph Smalls in the house. You know her from Champions Round. If you haven't followed her yet on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing. Get out there and follow her on <laughs> yes. Twitter. She's if nothing if not entertaining on Twitter. But what is good, Steph? How's it going? Can I just tell you guys, you have the best intro song. I have done so many shows. Maybe yes. not as many as most people. You easily, hands down, have the best intro song. That was awesome i was vibing the entire time so well done i'm oh. so excited to be here i'm like so pumped up now that's like totally my vibe what i listen to all day while i work so well kudos to you guys thanks for having me on dude johnny gotta give johnny thanks. game time the shout out there he's gonna appreciate love that, that. appreciate that <laughs> i really do dj game time over here he's just spinning the beats no but uh we appreciate you being on here steph uh we are so excited to get into, you know, just some of your tweets, some of your takes. They're, they're not just spicy, man. They're informative. We appreciate what you do out there. Um, you're an inspiration to us, and we love having you on here. But we want to help Whisper Nation get to know you a little bit better here. So we've got some rapid-fire questions. It's, you know, kind of, you know, one-word answer. Just cool. get through these here. We're going to rock through them. So you ready? Cool. Yes, got it. Okay. Do you root for your NFL team or your fantasy team more? I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said there. <laughs> what year did you start playing fantasy football? I tried to figure it out today. I think it was about 2008 or nine. I was like sneaking on and playing with random leagues behind my parents' back. <laughs> favorite fantasy football player of all time? Adrian Peterson. Least favorite player of all time? Evan Ingram. Favorite fantasy football team name? Eddie Lacy DM me. <laughs> what is sound or what is a sound or noise that you love opening a high noon <laughs> nice crack it open favorite swear word fuck <laughs> that's too good yeah yeah Stop. what are the most leagues you have played in at one time uh, like 34 <laughs> damn most exciting fantasy football moment for you Oh gosh, winning last year without a QB at all somehow because of my team. It was insane. She grinded that one out. I like yeah. it. I like it. Which favorite is luck. <laughs> favorite game day beverage. I think we already got a clue on this. Yeah, it depends what the mood is. I could do anything. Probably okay. still high noon though. Seltzers of some yeah. sort. Versatile. Uh boneless or bone in? Bone in. When you rank your players, uh, do you prefer to ask the expert experts or trust your gut? Gut. I love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, this is a specially tailored question, but I'm actually okay. going to ask Johnny and Austin first mm -hmm. and see what Ooh. their response is. This is actually Steph's question, but for you guys, and then we'll, we'll finish with Steph here. So out of the current NFL players, Austin, we'll start with you. Who comes to mind when I say dad, daddy, and father? Dad, daddy, and father for yeah. NFL players. 
I'm going pure kicker edition oh, I love on it. this one, Travis. I love Dad, it. Dad. Different. Dad, Rodrigo Blankenship. Daddy, <laughs> Evan McPherson. Father, Justin Tucker. Yes. Yeah, I'm with that. I think you could swap McPherson and Rodrigo, but I kind of, I, I dig it. Both of them are awesome. All right, Johnny, you're, you're up. Dad, daddy, father. Okay, I'm not going to go with kickers because, like, when I think of a dad, daddy, or father, I instantly think of a quarterback. So mine would be, a dad would be Daniel Jones. I'll go with the Giants, but he is a dad. Like, that, yeah. That's, like, giving. The cat Andrew, is, baby. Andrew. Yeah. Daddy now is, like, you know, someone that's a little, got a little bit more suave, you know, like, you know, gets it, you know. That would be, have to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Got to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that he, guy. Can, he thinks he is. Hey, yeah. he can he could sell catalytic converters, or he can <laughs> win Super Bowls. You never know. <laughs> hey, and then the last I'll say is for the father, I'd have to go with Derek Carr here. Derek Carr fa- gives me father vibes right there, so that that would be mine. Peace be with you, and also with that. <laughs> All right, Smalls, you're up here. This is your question. Bring us. Oh home. gosh, dad, daddy, father. I'm gonna do a Vikings edition because okay. they are, have been oh, on my okay. mind a lot lately. So Justin Jefferson is just straight up my dad. Like that is my dad. He's going to be my dad. He should be everyone's dad. Um, he is gonna have a phenomenal season, and I can't wait for it. My father is Kirk Cousins for sure. Oh, a yeah, guy, definitely. you know, and I'm sure at some point it'll come up because of my Kirk Cousins love that I don't know how much love it is, but yes, I, I, okay, whatever. Um, what am I missing? So I did father, I did daddy, or I did dad, yeah. I need daddy. Oh, well, I'll go spicy. I'll go with my, my, uh, buy low candidate right now and Alexander Madison, because I'm trying like to get it. some word out about this guy. Yeah. Uh, so he's my daddy this year. I think this is going to be the last year you're going to be able to get this guy cheap. Yeah, it's, it might be he it might be his last daddy year priced in. Then he's going to go full dad after this, you know. Exactly. Get him now. Yeah, there's there's levels to this shit. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like that's- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, oh, we appreciate it. it, Steph. Hopefully, Whisper Nation got to know yes. you a little bit more here. We're going to move into our news section here. Uh, just right. going to quickly move through some of the stuff that's going on here. Uh, Coach Andy Reid said that Mikko Hardman tweaked his hamstring in Wednesday's practice. Austin, we've, you've had a lot of love for me, Cole. Is this kind of cooling you off, or do you think he'll get it right by the time the season rolls around? This cools me off right now, but it's so far away from the actual NFL season. This is just increasing me, Cole's Hardman's value because his ADP is going to come down from this, but that ain't going to have anything to do with his snap percentage nor the amount of go routes he's running for Patrick Mahomes next year. Let's go. Yeah, I like me whole. It, uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. I hope summer. so, please. Uh, it's got to happen sooner or later, right? I guess it doesn't. No, it doesn't. no uh, it doesn't. All right. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints, Michael Thomas. Uh, Dennis Allen says that Michael Thomas is doing well in rehab, but is not ready to return the field. Steph, I'm going to go with you here. Are you worried about Michael Thomas? They side, signed Jarvis Landry. They obviously paid the farm to get Chris mm-hmm. Olave. Are you starting to worry yet about Michael Thomas? Okay, so I think there's reason to worry, actually, because this is not like, oh, we knew he was coming back at X amount. Like, by now, we should know a little bit. He's going to be back in training camp, whatever. Uh, but I like Olave now. This is this makes it spicy. Now we have, you know, Jameis Winston coming back. You you could make an argument for Olave to be that wide receiver one. You get a deep threat. Winston's very capable of getting the ball out. You see Winston doing very well. I'm kind of all in on Olave and Winston. If I stack them together, I think that's a spicy match right there. Um, and it sucks because, I mean, like most of us that play Dynasty, we have a lot of Michael Thomas that's just been yeah. sitting there somewhere waiting to come back. But I, 
I will be okay if I have a little bit of Olave. Yeah, I'm I'm in on that. I just drafted Olave in my in, in our dynasty league, so I love the dynasty or the Olave love there. Oh, Johnny, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about Jameis. Obviously, Steph mentioned it there. He's <laughs> full participant in OTAs. Uh, they're saying that he he's done everything, anything. Uh, I mean, you've been kind of on Jameis before, you know, the industry. So you're really in on him here, I imagine. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a huge steal, like in both Dynasty and in redraft. I mean, he's going in 10 plus rounds. And I just think you're definitely going to be able to start this guy. I mean, he threw five touchdowns week one last year. Who says he can't do it next year? Week one. Just because he's a sketch dude doesn't mean it's, he can't keep performing for your fantasy team. I just got to always throw my Jameis Winston poo-poo on him i just i just i just did a show and he was one of my breakout players so i'm pretty all in on him doing very well next year i'm a sucker though yeah he's definitely (laughs) he could be poised i mean if we they have basically built around him they said we're a contender now with Jameis. we're going to put all the pieces around him and they've done it so we'll see if that's actually true i i tend to believe all the interceptions in Jameis, but we'll we'll see what happens there uh Moving on, we're going to talk about Keontae Ingram here. Six-round running back Keontae Ingram is a candidate to replace Chase Edmonds as the number two back. And then, of course, the Cardinals went and signed Daryl Williams right after this. Johnny, what do you make of the backfield right now? Is it still too early to tell? We just need to keep our ear to the ground on this. I Yeah, I don't know. I, I fully heard that Ingram was supposed to be the guy. I don't know why they brought in Daryl Williams in that case. If you were that confident and you spent a a higher, well, no, they didn't spend a high draft pick, but I mean, we needed a lot of players in this draft. And so for them to go out and sign Daryl, that does give me some, some concern for Ingram for sure. All right, moving on here. Traylon Burks, Jim Wyatt of Titans.com says that he doesn't think the Titans are content at wide receiver and he could see another addition before the season at receiver. Austin, are you buying this? Uh, We've also had the reports of Traylon Burke and his asthma or allergies or whatever's going on with our guy here. What do do you feel? Yeah, the answer is they shouldn't be content at wide receiver. They are, they got a rookie who they got a rookie who a lot of folks thought was the most talented wide receiver coming in, but we didn't, and he wasn't the first one taken. And that's now who they've got is the tip of their spear for their passing attack. This is the same team that took the number one seed in the AFC. It is a pass happy league. Even if you have Derrick Henry back there for you and uh, yeah, they don't have Julio. They don't have AJ Brown. They have Traylon Burks and I think he's going to do really well, but it would make me nervous to have him be that tip of the spear for a contending team. Yeah. And like the other guy that's like the veteran presence is Robert Woods coming off an ACL. So it's not like, exactly. like they've got the depth of anything there. So moving <laughs> I think right they're along. Accepting, I think they're also accepting that like a rebuild is possibly in their future. If they, yeah. you know, it's almost like this acceptance, like, well, we're not going to pay AJ Brown. Let's get possibly a very equal replacement in the future. Cause they, are similar players yeah. but i think the titans like they're not going to be the same team that we saw last year that's ridiculous they're like hedging their bets almost yeah exactly I mean, yeah. exactly that's, like, that's exactly what it is it's like the backdoor rebuild like oh we we don't really want to call it a rebuild but it's it's there if we want it for sure yeah moving on to the 49ers jimmy garoppolo is the subject here kyle shanahan was asked about jimmy and he said i expect at some time he'll be traded but it's not a guarantee it went on hold because the surgery uh, surgery happened. And then speaking about Debo, he said uh, that the relationship between Debo Samuel and the team can get back to more normal. Steph, I'll go to you here because I think this has been a spicier uh, situation for San Fran. 
Name me their starting quarterback week one. And is Debo in that lineup? Kyle Shanahan's really annoying. Like he is like that. (laughs) He's a gossiper. Like one of the, like, I don't know what his deal is. He's almost, I keep saying this on shows. Like he's just a brat. Like what? He makes the problem. It's your fault. And then he kind of gets pissed off that everyone's talking about it because he's low key, very honest about it. Yeah. I think by now, like Trey Lance, this, this should have been solved. And I get that we're still very far away, but what is going on? Like, I don't, what is, I don't know what's happening. Um, It makes me nervous. Debo Samuel now, you know, the new thing today, he's dabbing up uh, Dak Prescott at one of the NBA games. And then here comes another narrative, but we've seen these guys move on. So San Francisco, you know, they're a little bit in limbo where things need to start straightening out. They're a strong team, but I, I don't know. I could still see Jimmy ending up being commit already. Like, what are you guys doing? I don't get it. Yeah. He is their largest cap hit. We've talked about the 49ers almost, I feel like every week now in this off season, but I liked what you said there, Steph, about him being low key honest Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's what I, I liked to see out of this report is that he finally admitted that they would have traded him if not the shoulder surgery, which we had speculated that, but he never really came out and said it. Now he mm-hmm. said it. So I think that that gives me some confidence. They'll try and move off of Jimmy before the season right. starts and they'll get to Trey Lance. So that's, and there's still, I talked about this the other day too, like uh, on my Brown show, there's still like a significant amount of teams that do not have, like maybe they think it's a QB one, but it's definitely not a QB one. So I think there will, there will be room, you know, we're going to hit end of June and a random report. Everyone's going to get the notification that X, Y, and Z has moved on. So uh, I think that Lance is probably the move, but what does that mean for the, for San Francisco? Uh, we shall see. Speaking of moving on, it looks like Jersey oh. J hasn't moved on. He's saying continuously that he's your ex, but he's big on Barkley. Are you, but before we get to that question, Got to hit him with a whisper nation. Woo! Oh, that's fun. Woo! Yeah, that's fun. But big on Barkley, I, we're obviously going to jump into the Giants here, but I wanted to give Jersey Jay the spot there. Love it. Do you want? Do you want? Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. asking if you were okay. big on Barkley. Or not. I didn't know if you wanted to keep going because I don't want it. I won't. I will make it short and sweet. Um, the New York Giants are again a team. Even last year, I said that the only guys I thought were worth drafting were Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones. Going into this year, what everyone has decided is, is somehow they're basically they're not playing football next year because their ADPs <laughs> are ridiculous. Um, to the point where, like, I would have to- told you, wait, do not take that player. Where Saquon is RB is going off the board, RB sixteen. Uh, Kadarius Tony is wide receiver 46. Kenny Galladay is wide receiver 56, 50, somewhere in the 50s area. Wando Robinson is 93. Like Sterling Shepard's coming off an Achilles tear. This is not a casual. And then you can get the tight ends off waivers. They're not going drafted. Like, and Daniel Jones is going as QB 26. So what is everyone's hot plan? Because someone has to hit. That's just scientifically mathematically i don't know what you want to call analytics read a book come on (laughs) like someone has to hit so it comes down to where are you comfortable taking these guys like i just got saquon in a league in the sixth round that is absurd the o-line has gotten better they have eliminated the coaching staff and quite frankly you don't have from under center you don't have glennon under like 
So that that was an issue right there. Yeah. So I think that you know the wide receiver room is probably harder to navigate. I don't think it's very confusing what's going on at the slot position. Sterling is hurt. Sterling had to take a pay cut to even get a contract. Right. Mm. He Wandell is his replacement. Done. Don't overthink it. It's not a big deal. Mm. Could it be Kenny? Yeah. Am I going to give Kenny the benefit of the doubt? Absolutely not. So for me, Kadarius Tony is definitely the guy that I'm targeting. But if we're in the 16th round and Kenny Galladay is sitting there, come on. But Saquon, I'm still in on him. I'm not. I'm not going to forget. Are we going to see Saquon of his rookie year? Probably not. I don't think that's that's coming back. But I mean, like it's ridiculous now. Oh, it's, yeah. getting every, out, get, it's getting out of control. Now you're yeah. being rude. And every yeah, being every rude. fear you have of Saquon is baked in at that ADP. That yeah. we have yeah. never gotten Saquon this cheap, and I think we should be pouncing on it uh, extremely uh this year all right so moving through we 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 teased our new york giants stuff here but we'll get more into that in depth later but moving right along here we are going to talk about curtis samuel who's participating in off-season workouts and said i feel good i feel fast i hope you do you play in the nfl austin (laughs) uh how are we on curtis samuel i remember how much you liked this curtis samuel signing last year when he came over from carolina to rejoin ron rivera are we kind of post-hype sleeper-ish. Curtis Samuel was dealing with a tissue issue in his groin all last season. He never really had a chance to show what he was about like he did in Carolina where he was a often utilized weapon. He could play on the outside. He could play running back. He was doing Debo Samuel before it was cool. Now, he was not doing it nearly as effectively, but Curtis Samuel's got real chops to him and he's still young. We still really don't know what his ceiling is about. And I like that the Washington commandos went out and got him. They said, this is our dude. We want him there. I don't think it, I think that him and Terry could work really well together. And I just think that Curtis Samuel is more talented than we remember. And I'm excited to see what he's about. If he can be healthy, wish him all the best. The problem is real quick. I know it's this quick news, but like the problem is they already have a wide receiver playing running back. His name is Antonio Gibson and they don't give him the ball enough. So that's why. Well, I I will say that I think I'm a little bit more confident and not a lot. I know Carson Wentz. It's fun to dunk on Carson Wentz, but he has consistently liked deep threats. Torrey Smith is is a guy that he, he looked at a lot. And then even in brief stints with Deshaun Jackson. So I think that Curtis Samuel is somebody to keep an eye on. If we're asking, Oh, Jahan Dotson or some secondary weapon. I actually think Curtis Samuel is an interesting one, and he's obviously cheaper than, than I think the other he's guys. He's safest as ADP too, because there, yeah. there's a lot of question marks there. Like right. he's yeah. a safer option, he's... and Curtis Samuel's good. Like I yeah. was, I was pissed when they got him because I wanted the Giants. Yeah. Him, so you said ADP? You mean off the waiver? That's small. Yeah, right. The Giants can't have all the injured good wide receivers, right? That's not. (laughs) I know we have the like we basically have one wide receiver and like half a leg. Like that is what our receiver room is combined. They have half a leg. Yeah, you put them all together and like in one body you have wanda <laughs> robinson a leg and an arm like that, oh is, what, that is what it yeah. is yeah so the, we want galladay's height we want tony's legs you want you want shepherd's hands shepherd's hands make one yeah yeah dr frankenstein a wide receiver together <laughs> all right well we'll move to the dallas cowboys and in big d there's a huge huge breaking news here that cd lamb said he grew half an inch and added 10 pounds <laughs> of muscle during the offseason Seth, get back from space? 
<laughs> Smalls, I know that you're a huge <laughs> fan of Short King. So I actually want to know if this actually moves down CD Lamb in your rankings because he grew <laughs> half I, an inch here. All I know is CD Lamb is getting a text right now as we're on this show. You need to pee in a cup tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, do not come out. What are you doing? Like, do not come out and say that. Which, like, yes, he, honestly, maybe he did. Males do grow very differently than females where our stuff gets cut off very early. But like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to convince Jerry Jones that he needs to whisper in someone's ear that you like just shut your mouth a little bit because this is they're gonna have you pee in a cup soon. I don't know. I I, I keep drafting CD Lamb and I kind of hate that I keep doing it. But I think he's on the fringe for me where I could consider consider him more of a breakout guy just with the scenario there. I almost worry more about Dak because he relied very heavily on Amari mm -hmm. and he relies very heavily on Zeke. He, his numbers are better when Zeke is heavily involved and when Amari is on the field. You have Amari gone. You have Gallup, who is usually his like binky when Amari is not there. You don't have your binky for the beginning because he's hurt. And then you have Zeke, who is, you know, obviously not, he's not the Zeke that we've seen for years. So I worry about Dak and how he adjusts. So does Dak, does it take Dak a little bit of time? But CD's going to be their guy. I, he has to be their guy if they're going to keep up with, you know, the Cowboys and whatever that means for the Cowboys. If we look at all the metrics for CD Lamb, they're all great, except for the fact that he's never really hit the target market share we want right. to see. Like he's never mm -hmm. gotten to like 20%. But they have so many, I know you're going to love this, they have so many vacated targets there that he's yeah. going to have to like actually go do it. And even not just Amari Cooper, but Wilson and Gallup, who, you know, Gallup's probably going to start on the pup. So, we're going to have a situation where CeeDee Lamb is going to be force-fed. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll kick it over to this other piece of news. And, Johnny, I wanted to get your take on this because James Washington now in a walking boot. Jalen Tolbert was on the side working with rehab. So we have a situation where they're, you know, they're doing their best Giants impression, getting a little banged up in the wide yeah. receiver it's like, room it's like here. Space, space Jam on the <laughs> – I I honestly want to know if we're looking more at, uh, you know, the tight end and the backs increasing along with CeeDee Lamb than we are actually these wide receivers because we want to crown Jalen Tolbert. We want to look at Michael Gallup, but, you know, and James Washington maybe even, even though it's a small deal. What, what What's your take on the ancillary pieces in Dallas, Johnny? I think if it were a lot closer to the season, I would be way more concerned. Like if this were like, oh, hey, training camp was like – happening next week and you know james washington still in a walking boot you know you have like hamstring like i would be concerned then uh that and there is still like some rumors that they could go more 11 personnel which would be a little interesting uh and, and would help relieve honestly uh, a little bit of pressure off of Dak. so i could definitely see them maybe a little bit more adding that to their playbook than they've had in past years Speaking of well, adding, I just want to say what up to do it, 420. Yeah, do it, 420. Yeah. Slim Reaper, football therapist. The chat is popping off. They showed out for our girl Steph Smalls here tonight, so we appreciate everybody in here. We're going to move on through this news. We got It's kind of fun getting back into OTAs because we got all these blurbs to talk about here. So Naheem Hines is another one here because speaking at OTAs Wednesday, Coach Frank Reich said, if I was a fantasy owner, I'd consider drafting Naheem Hines. Austin, <laughs> do you think that Frank Reich – a plays fantasy and do you think this is a valid uh situation here naheem hines 
100% to both questions. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Not really. Uh, I don't think that Frank Reich really probably does play fantasy, but it wouldn't surprise me. It's cool to see more folks in the NFL get more involved in fantasy. That's just cool. Shout out to Coach Hugh Jackson, who joined our mock draft marathon, which we do every year. That'll be coming up again in July, Whisper Nation, who had talked about fantasy football increasing the amount of people who can come and enjoy football more conversations, more perspectives. So do I think Frank Reich is playing fantasy football? I don't know, but I hope he is. He probably will be eventually just because it's so dang fun. This does give me a little more consideration for Neam Hines. I, you know, you could take a flyer on him and that might be cool. I think where a lot of the commentary would probably come around this is what does this do to impact Jonathan Taylor? I'd say nothing. I think Jonathan Taylor is really, really good. I think that Hines coming in would be more for a spell approach. I don't think there's anything Hines can do that Jonathan Taylor can't do better. So I'm not really concerned. This actually could probably be good for Jonathan Taylor's long-term outlook this season and beyond. Well, I'm glad you clarified that because my question was actually going to be like, does this do anything to knock Taylor into more of a 1A, you know, with any of these other guys? Like, is there any pause for concern because so far in the industry we've said it's Jonathan Taylor at one and then figure it out from there so do, do does anybody on the panel think that this changes that at all I don't think it changes it but I really do think that you can play Naheem Hines like I think he's being serious when he says this like I think he's being straightforward because think about Matt Ryan last year what did we talk about? The fantasy glitch. We Cordero Patterson. How many times did he move Cordero from the backfield out to the outside slot? And Cordero would run goes and things like that. Guess who can do that? Naheem Hines. So mm-hmm. again, it's it's not going to be every single game. He's not going. I'm not saying he's going to be you know the next Cordero Patterson. But there, he was already usable last year, especially if you're in a PPR. I do think that you'll be able to use him, and he's he's going so because so many people are so set on Jonathan Taylor and how high he's going that they're not really thinking about the handcuff potentially. And so I, mm-hmm. I actually do think that there is some actual value there. He's going to be like a, a perfect plug and play. Like that, mm-hmm. it's not going to exactly. be a every single week guy. Right. Like, no, he's not one of your weekly starters, but yeah, when one of your guys ultimately gets hurt, you know that you can plug him in and at least not scrape the barrel for a point. So you can get, actually get at least some substance from him. So uh, I like that. And he's someone, you know, I, I'm all in on these backup handcuff, whatever you want to label them, guys. I think now is the time to get them too and go out, pay low, take them away from people. Like go and take that away from the Jonathan Taylor owner too. Uh, That's a great way to play defense and fantasy, but I'm in on it. Uh, I'm probably going to go out and try to get myself my hands on some Hines. All right. Love it. We'll move on here. Talking about Allen Robinson, the LA times, Gary Klein believes that Robinson will be a weapon across the field. I hope so. And especially inside the 20 yard line in Sean McVay's offense. Austin, are you buying like a rebirth of Allen Robinson here? A lot of people are saying he might be washed because of his uh, low effort last year in Chicago, but it was kind of a dumpster fire there. Uh, I think if OBJ can come back, Allen Robinson can come back, right? I have less concerns about Robinson than I did OBJ last year, and I still supported OBJ leaving Cleveland. I think Allen Robinson is going to be given first crack at being that number two wide receiver after Cooper Cup, obviously. And Van Jefferson over there, I think he's going to be coming into year three or four here. I think Van Jefferson is another good, talented wide receiver. 
I think Allen Robinson is still probably ahead of Van Jefferson, and I think he finishes the season that way. He's going to get the first crack, though, to show what he's about. I think he probably does well, but the, the Rams overall are not going to take a, a dip because Van Jefferson could just fill in if Allen Robinson is that third option. And I, I mean, Allen Robinson is my third option would be awesome, but I do think he's still good enough and he's going to show that this year to be that number two. Yeah, I think OBJ scored like zero touchdowns with Cleveland and then seven in the back half of last year with the Rams. And I, if we have less concerns about Allen Robinson, then I think Allen Robinson could smash just on TD uh, opportunity alone. And, and that's what the LA Times is kind of saying here, too. So uh, I think it's a uh, good one. Speaking at OTAs here, Panthers coach Matt Rule said that Christian McCaffrey will be head out, held out of the preseason. There was another blurb about McCaffrey asking Marshall Falk, uh, you know, for advice on how to stay fresh. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Johnny, I'll kick it to you here. Are you he, afraid of CMC or do you like CMC this year? Where, where are we at? He, he said, he said, I will not reveal what he told me, <laughs> but he, he gave me some valuable information. How Stem helpful cell. is that, dude? Yeah, it seems a little sketchy. Uh, I actually think he's starting to become a value. Honestly, I think uh, people are super scared off because of the injury and uh, rightfully so. But again, he's not, you know, he's doing steps and doing things in order to take care of his body. You wish you would have done this, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe, but it tends to work out. Usually I'm not a doctor, but I think it would be worth a gamble because his upside is so tremendous. Uh, but if we start to hear things like, Oh, we're, you know, going to reduce his touches or how many th uh, snaps he takes. I think then that's a real concern, but it sounds like they're just gearing up to really use him uh, a lot this season. Like they always do when he's in. So we'll see how that pays yeah. off there. All right. Moving right along again here. We've got the Giants for Smalls here as oh Daniel boy. Bellinger is reported yeah. to play immediately. They think obviously because Evan Ingram's left town and then Kadarius Tony recovering from that offseason knee surgery. Smalls, I saw you tweeted out like how the hell did this just come up that he had surgery here? Uh, just your overall take on the Tony surgery and then Bellinger there. Yeah, I think Tony surgery. Um, it almost eliminates, okay, so it eliminates my frustration I had last year, but then also elevates my my frustration as well because I wish they would have just had more clarity around his injury. Um, I actually am fine with him getting surgery. That's great. Let's take care of the problem. The Giants, you know, training staff and medical staff, past couple years, real sketch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why there's so many injuries. You have to figure it out. Tony's also a guy like I, you know, one of the concerns I had, he was in a more injured guy coming out of college. I'm glad he did this now. Do it when the body is a little bit younger. I don't like when guys are doing this later on. So I'm okay with it. He has plenty of time. He did not play. Who knows? I mean, he could have done this two months ago. How we have known. Maybe that's why he didn't show up to this practice and that meeting and whatever it was. So I'm okay with it. I am going to still put my trust in that Tony is going to be the guy um, and just ignore all the crap. I, he's not getting treated. I don't know. No, everyone like missed the one interview where they asked Shane for like the 1700th time, are you guys shopping Tony? And he goes, I'm not going to say it again. Like just, 
Think about what I just said. I said, we are not shopping Kadarius Tony. And I, I, I believe Which that. Which means they're well, shopping Kadarius Tony. I believe that. The reason I but, believe it is because everybody also kind of missed that he got back into the building like the day after he wasn't there. Like, so yeah. he wasn't there. That was the big report. Everybody's like, oh my God. And then he was in like the next couple of days. He was in the building. So he returned. He's like, in my mind, I think I think you're right. I think, and what I love about all of this, you talk about the knee, the, the trade rumors, maybe his off the field stuff all of it is pushing down his adp like we've got people in the chat right now that are so scared of Kadarius tony i saw enough in the one game basically that showed me that that guy could win you a league if you can land him and as small as as you said somebody's got a hit sounds like a round of golf dude that i play oh i hit one really good shot and i'm gonna come back and play another round i don't know how much you guys know too like i have heard that the way that they were able to fire some of the staff that really needed to leave, that was very outdated, that was part of Gettleman's staff, that scouting staff, they actually like leaked fake stuff to them to see if it would get out to the media. Oh, wow. And so oh, that's wow. where the Darius yeah. Tony thing came from. And I forget what the other piece was because I really like try my best to not get as emotionally invested anymore. Like, <laughs> so I do oh. forget the other one, but there was yeah. two rumors and basically they're wow. like, screw you. We, uh, we only told you and that's how it got out. So I do believe that Tony's not going anywhere. They're not in a position and guess what? They're not going to get shit for him. So I don't yeah. know what to tell you guys yeah. you're screwed. Uh, and now we just got surgery. I think that they held out to say that for whatever reason, but even more of a reason why they drafted Robinson and why I have grown to absolutely adore that pick. I think mm. it was an actual great move. Like I don't care if that he's five this five that fine that's great oh, we'll talk, we'll talk about yeah. that yeah daniel daniel bellinger listen if you are not leaving your draft if i mean you could probably wait and just grab them off waivers if you are not leaving your draft with a new york giant tight end you're making a mistake because one of these guys has to be relevant period um i mean it, ricky seals jones almost did as well as evan ingram last year Ricky Seals Jones is actually a strong player and Daniel Bellinger, the more I not a pick I loved until I looked into it more. I think he's maybe one of the biggest sleepers going into this year, especially in dynasty leagues. Um, this team needs someone he's going to do best if they run, you know, two tight end sets. I don't know if I see that happening. So he's going to have to learn and adjust, but he has better hands than Evan Ingram. He's more, he is debatably more athletic. His blocking is better. There's things he does worse than Evan Ingram, but you're kind of getting an upgrade there that has just kind of been stagnant uh, for a very long time. I mean, the tight end position's just been disgusting over mm. there. So I really like Daniel Bellinger. I am going to put, I would take either of these guys. I think if it's Dynasty, I'm going Bellinger. If it's redraft, I might go Ricky Seals late, or, you know, Ricky Seals might be the guy on waivers week to week that you're like, shit, Kittle's hurt again. Who am I going to pick up? Like, I might trust that I'm going to go and take Ricky Seals because Ricky Seals actually, like, he's good. He's not, like, he's nothing, like, sexy. He's not the sexy tight end. But I, this team has no one, and they have to do right. something. So, uh, And their injury history is, like, if that scares you, then invest maybe in RSJ, especially, yeah. like, in a best ball format. I think RSJ is a nice late-round yes. tight end mm-hmm. right. to go take a stab at for sure. The Giants are beautiful best ball players. Yeah. Like, that's where I love the Giants is yeah. go that best ball format all in. Yeah, especially, especially like Tony and the, and the tight ends for mm-hmm. sure. All right, uh, speaking about Elijah Mitchell, uh, Nick Wagner of ESPN reports that the 49ers view Elijah Mitchell as their top 
option in the running game. Austin, of course, we always talk about the Niners running game. It seems like every week, where are you at this week with kind of uh, the news with Elijah Mitchell here? I mean, I've liked Elijah Mitchell as a best ball candidate. If you get him at a fair price, I like him as a redraft. I like him really pretty much in all formats here. You just got to temper those expectations. He's the lead back on a run heavy team. That sounds awesome, but they do deploy committees. They're going to be using a lot of backs. They just drafted another one. Um, so temper expectations, but Elijah Mitchell showed he was good last year. I think he's going to be good again this year, but keep in mind as good as he was last year, he still didn't break a thousand yards on the ground overall. So they do diversify their touches and I expect that to continue. But I think Elijah Mitchell is the back that you'd want if you can get him at a fair price. Speaking of diversify, I believe that Shanahan has been a coach for six years and had a different leading rusher every single year with the Niners so far. That's called a fetish. (laughs) (laughs) You said he was a brat. That's a whole other thing going on over there. So I don't know what's going on in San Francisco. Oh, that's funny. All right, moving I on. I just picture Rex Ryan right now. Just oh, oh god, my. I'm not the only one. I'm not. You thought oh, mine was weird. He's no. got a running back fetish over here. Oh, why is it? Why is it ESPN talking about that? And we have officially gone off the rails. I I'm love sorry, it. that's what happens over it's, here. It's okay. Yeah. We're gonna talk. Speaking of off the rails, we might see be seeing that situation here in New England. NFL insider Albert Breer raised the possibility that the Patriots head coach Bill Belichick could call plays in 2022 there was another report that players within the building are concerned about what's going on there we've had reports about matt patricia about smalls's best friend in the world joe judge potentially you hired joe judge why are are we surprised what are you doing i think that like bill is just he's just hiring people that can just stand there and just have a title it's like joe judge the qb no one should have just you brought him on to be the, and now they're saying he's the QB coach. Oh, cause that worked out really good for Daniel Jones. Like yeah. he did an A plus job. You know, the, and, the giants have a, a, a history of bodying Belichick and the, and the Patriots. Maybe this is just another installment of that. They've yeah. inserted Joe judge to kind of be like a, a spy to, to topple from the inside. Oh I, I honestly wonder if this is mostly noise. We've been ripping them apart for their draft. We've been telling them, Oh, Bill Belichick calling plays. How horrible would that be? I mean, it's Bill fucking Belichick though. Right. Like this dude is a football savant. So maybe he runs it more than we want or whatever, but maybe we have a situation I'd be interested to look at the times McDaniel left to go coach the Broncos and look at what the offense looked like in that time. I think that's uh, something you could look at there. But again, I, I mean, Austin, do you want to add anything here on the on the page? Only one thing. Bill Belichick's got a bit of pressure this season. Yeah, I mean, I de- he definitely feels like it's like definitely more under scrutiny than it's ever been. And obviously, when you remove Tom Brady, that's going to happen. But some of these moves, you're kind of like, what the heck? Well, I, I, get, I get the rebuild. I get the reset. Mac Jones is now, you got your guy. He's now a full year developed into the system. You've had multiple years now to go out and acquire the skill positions you desire. You've had more, t- more than enough time to overcome the COVID impacts. Now is the time to win a playoff game. Or don't. And that would be three consecutive years now without winning a playoff game, three consecutive years without Tom Brady. The man has a sub 500 record without Tom Brady. There's a little bit of pressure on Bill Belichick coming in this season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Speaking of pressure, Rashad Penny may have a ton of pressure given the capital they used on Kenneth Walker and the fact that he's dealing now with a slight hamstring issue. So, 
I'll kick it to you, Johnny, to close us out here on the news. Is this Rashad Penny news? I mean, it seems heartbreaking, honestly. But how how do you feel about it uh, with where he's going, with what's going on with Walker and, and Penny here? Honestly, this is good because he's resting it, which means he can't get it worse, <laughs> which is good. Just stay away from anything like sharp good that or he's pointy. hurt so yeah, he can't like, get more hurt put him in exactly. a bubble <laughs> exactly put him in a bubble until bubble sunday boy. yeah until sunday Underrated and movie. then yes yeah, so let's go yes sure uh, all right yeah i mean it's uh, for me i just with penny i wanted to be in on him this year as like the last ditch effort but if it continues to be this story i mean walker's gonna be the i can't the we've guy. seen yeah. this story before i'm not doing it i'm yeah. done like I, I i tried and then I, yeah, I'm good. Between yeah. that and being on the Seahawks, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we basically had a whole show on the news, but we're going to try and get yeah. into some of Steph, uh, your work here on Twitter, which is, you know, how we oh, found man. you. We've been we're watching you for years here. And we're going to start with a recent first round of your rookie okay. draft. We have one through 12 up here, as you can see on the screen. Brees Hall, Drake London, Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Javon uh Jameson Williams, sorry, uh, Kenny Pickett, Sky Moore, Chris Olave, James Cook, Damian Pierce, and Rashad White to close it out. Austin, you looked at this tweet and you said you got a couple questions here for Steph. So go ahead. You're up. Yes. The question was who on actually Travis, you fill that one in for me? Yeah. On so yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh we wanted to ask basically which player has the highest ceiling out of this okay. you know, one through twelve spot here for you. So we'll start with that. Let's see. Highest ceiling. You know who I really, really like? And we're, you know, every year we get a bust and it's gonna happen. First of all, I think the picket at 107 is very bold. I apologize to whoever is watching and that was your pick. It was like <laughs> I couldn't believe Olave was sitting there waiting for me. Um I really like Jameson Williams in Dynasty. I think that, yes, you're probably not going to see him until week four, but what the Lions are building and they're putting themselves into a position where they gave up none of their next year draft picks. They could have a nice run this year. They could win a, oh, a decent amount of games. They have solidified their own lot. They're in a good spot. Um, and then next year, if they decide, oh, we really want that quarterback, they can go and get that quarterback and it won't even matter. Like they still have the draft yeah. capital to continue to add depth to their, I love Jameson Williams. He would have been a top. I think he would have been in the conversation at two for the lions. Had he not been hurt um, and the, that they were able to still get him. I really like Jameson Williams. I think he also compliments this offense beautifully. Is it going to happen the first year? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's week seven and you're like, Holy crap. We definitely should have drafted this guy. Um, I think a few of these guys definitely there were some good landing spots like even Pickens like I, I like that landing spot. I like when my receivers go to the Steelers usually mm, um, yeah. and I, even like I don't know so there's a few guys on there Drake London I don't like when guys get hyped up a lot and Drake London got that hype too quick and I'm like mm -hmm. I loved him and then you're Just all talking about him you got to shut up because now you're rooting <laughs> for me like now I don't want him now you're freaking me out good is another you. one they're saving yeah. Is there anybody up. not on the list here of one through 12 that you think maybe could have been or deserved to be, or who's the honorable mention right outside oh, of the first this round? This is one that even Pierce was in. So this must have been, so this is May 12th. Okay. 
who is left She's there? Like, honorable mention. I know. This is I'm this is number thirty-three what, of number thirty-three. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't know what who what wide receiver. There's a wide receiver. Well, you did mention Pickens, right? So like Pickens That's is an another one. Yes. Yeah. I think Dotson's one to keep an eye on, given the situation as How well. How you feel about Christian Watson? Is he not on there? Oh, he's not. Huh? Um, I like him. Here's my problem. I use. Mm-hmm. I've been using the word brat a lot. Like Aaron Rodgers is a brat. Kyle Shanahan yes. is a brat. Like they yes. are bratty humans. That yeah. Aaron Rodgers is my daddy. He's yeah. a brat. Aaron well, Rodgers is my brat. daddy. Okay, he's a brat. Oh, he's a daddy for sure. <laughs> Lately, he's falling off a little bit. Needs to take a couple more showers and like get together. <laughs> but but um, he doesn't like rookie wide receivers, and I do not care what you say. His story, he just doesn't. This is how Jordy Nelson got his. You know, claim to fame. This is how Devontae Adam. This, I don't know that Christian Watson, as raw as he is, not that I don't love him. I adore him. I fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl. I think he's great. It's a big transition to walk up and be a wide receiver one for that team, and to expect Aaron Rodgers, who once he gets seduced by one one set of eyes, like the ball is going there always. Um, and I mean, they can win without him. They are 7-0 and without Devontae Adams. It's okay. Like, they will be fine. 31 and a half points without Devontae Adams. I just, I think this is going to be a, a committee wide receiver. It's going to be a different feel than we're used to. Does Aaron Jones almost get a little bit of a, a boost because he starts picking up a little bit more work? What about Amari Rogers? Who says that Amari Rogers can't come out and start doing something? We've never seen Lazard. No one's had the, the best opportunity. Shape of his life, they said. Yeah, so. you. I mean, like no, we don't know because no one gets the opportunity because Aaron Rodgers to Adams, Aaron Rodgers to Adams. Aaron, you don't know what they're able to do yet. Um, I think Watson makes sense, and I think he will be involved. But like, it. I mean, we're talking about breaking years of history. I just don't know. I like Watson. I've been drafting him. I'm not taking him in the first round, though. For me, it's not. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking the risk. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, I also like, I think he does have a big, a huge ceiling here, but I think you're right. Like, just the idea of, like, having to work to gain the trust there is is a big factor. And I've still been on, like, as a Packers fan, I've still been on the idea that they're going to go more run heavy. Uh, than will. we actually think mm-hmm. that they are this year to try yeah. and win ball games. And it's so. not like they don't have tight ends, right? Like they do. Like it's okay. Onion, I like is a bounty. Um, yeah, too. I think Onion's right, a huge, like, yeah, huge yeah. value this year. <laughs> this is a tight end room no one's talking about. And I just finished my Packers preview, but I mean, like, even he was very much like any of these guys could be the wide receiver one. They're going to have a true competition at camp. And at the end of the day, it might come down to who Rodgers ends up trusting the most. And how are we supposed to figure that? No one can figure Aaron Rodgers out. I mean, this guy is ridiculous. Uh, but it could be Lazard. I don't. I just don't know if Lazard fits that full wide receiver one role. Um, and so we'll see. It's an interesting. That's one of the more polarizing situations from this offseason. It's like the back-to-back MVP, one of the best quarterbacks yeah. of all time, now has no proven receivers. Right. But then he can make them something because he's always kind of done He's it. done that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll point to James ah. Jones coming off the yeah. street and being a fantasy relevant 
wide receiver for this offense. The last thing I'll say is Lazard does profile to be maybe the X, you know, that intermediate short route like as Devontae. Mm-hmm. But we're asking him to be Devontae, and Devontae was the smoothest route runner we've seen maybe since Jerry Rice, and like he's not going to just be able to release like that off the bat. So I I think it's really tough to kind of say who's – I have my eyes on Amari Rodgers. I think do not cross him out quite yet. I have my eyes on him. I think that he didn't quite get an opportunity. He was a rookie. I think Christian Watson, just with how raw he is, that's it. Like he has all the talent in the world, but – he feels very like when I just envision like envision next year and my gut tells me he's just going to be that guy that makes like a couple massive plays that we're like, oh, my God, cool. We're watching on YouTube again. But yeah. I don't know that he's going to be in our fantasy football conversation next year. Not that he can't mm. be. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next subject here, which is <laughs> we had David Mendelson. Not to throw David Mendelson. I love David, and I love David. I feel bad. I yeah. love him, but, but I, I just do uh, think this is funny. It's like yeah. why can't Ronald Jones be this year's James Conner? Small uh, says because Ronald Jones is not James Conner. <laughs> I mean, that's just like statistically facts. That's true. Like quite yeah, literally. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, Johnny, you you wanted to press Steph here just a little bit on okay, Ronald Jones here. K- Kansas City backfield is what we're going to be looking at here. Yeah. Kind of, you know, you've you've claimed Johnny. He's been a, a you know Jones is a big value this year. I also like Ro- like I like Rojo, but I don't think that he is in the conversation with James Conner. I'm also a massive James Conner truther till I okay. die. Like I need a James Conner. T- like tattoo on my body but go ahead <laughs> i i mean i don't think it's to the extent of course uh that james connor had an impact with you know for fantasy teams but ronald jones where he's going if you just generally look wouldn't you still be interested in ronald jones for kansas city because we saw daryl williams come in and be a solid rb2 if anything uh if ch goes down what is your perspective on that have you drafted a lot of rojo this year and and best balls or in any of your dynasty rosters like are you full panicked on oh no i like rojo like i like rojo i like oj howard like those are guys i like and talents i like but just like the tweet itself is just like James Conner to me has always felt like an RB one. And I think that there was reasons to why he did not get there. I don't know that Rojo is in, is in the RB one conversation. Does he have the talent to do so? Maybe, but now like you start going in limbo, you're going to a new team. It's different than the way that James Conner went to another, another team. The Steelers put too much pressure on James Conner. He needed to get that pressure off of him so that he didn't need to get, hurt like and he went to a perfect scenario and I think that Rojo which I'm very interested I like Casey's backfield I think it's definitely possible he feels very like I don't know week four week seven week 12 we get a huge game out of him and then you hear nothing and we saw this last year from several guys um I just I I'm gonna draft him at his ADP I like Rojo but is he an RB1 no did you see the comment Rashad White made about Rojo did you see that one? And then when yeah. he was like, don't compare me to a guy I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing and I'm pulling only like 70% of this it's from memory, but it was like, don't compare me to a guy who doesn't take this as seriously as I do. Something that was like pointing yeah. to their dedication to the craft, not just right. t- it was like, it was real like insider talk to me. And it that was very me, weird. illuminated I something. Agree. So I'm kind of with you. Like James like Conner does give me RB one vibes. Like he overcomes cancer. He kicks yeah. ass in replacement for Le'Veon Bell. Like this dude can make, he's got a huge back. 
He's you like, know, Ronald give Jones. me a chance. Give me the ball. Give yeah. me a chance and I'll do it. Like, that's it. Yeah. Oh, my God, I have goosebumps. I love James Conner so that's, much. That's a take on James Conner I haven't heard. Because I, I drafted James Conner in the Pittsburgh days. Got a little burned. Didn't like him so much last year. Chase Edmonds. I was a Chase Edmonds guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I love you talking about bringing the pressure off of him. He went to Pitt. Like, he was a hometown guy. He was a guy that they, they wanted yeah. to make happen, and it couldn't happen. Right. Remember, he replaced Le'Veon Bell, made them okay with getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. So that's that's an interesting thing. And then I think the other thing here, like, even if CEH goes away, is Ronald Jones going to be an RB1? I think that's an interesting question to ask because – I don't know that we like are going to see enough in the passing game out of Rojo, uh, you know, drops a couple passes and then they, they move on to somebody else. Um, so that's, that's, it's a little bit sketchy, but the ADP kind of bakes it in. I think you should invest in one of them, but man, split personality, Andy Reed here, he started his career with RB ones yeah. and workhorses. And now in the last five to six years, like he keeps rotating guys in even after drafting CEH in the first round. I love how Travis personal- is like talking himself into this. Tests. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we need personality tests yeah. on all the coaches yeah. so that we can identify like what, ca- maybe that's, this is going to be like my next tweet. I'm going to put <laughs> all the coaches in categories, like, wh- and then what you should expect because of that. Like, because yeah. it's like some of this, you try your best, like from an analytical standpoint, from just a fan standpoint, and it's impossible to figure out some of these guys. It's like, yeah. you're doing something, saying something, and then the, that's not what's on the field. Yeah, Sigmund Bloom says, uh, shout out to Sigmund. He says, it's hard to assume rational coaching sometimes. And we need to like st- stick away from trying to be like logically trying to make it happen. Amen All right, so we, we did our due diligence on the Giants here, but I do just kind of want to touch back in for a one, you know, like one liner out of you here on these Giants because you mentioned Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay. I, I, you know, if you had to sum up what's going on with the ADP, which you kind of, did earlier saying they're basically not playing football. I mean, Brian Dable came over here, Smalls, and he was the reason Josh Allen is who Josh Allen is now. I mean, not his actual thing. dad. Yeah, his <laughs> actual yeah, his dad. dad. So where where are we at? I mean, how you have to have guarded optimism, I'm sure, but where are you at with that optimism on your Giants? I I think it's ridiculous. For I think that everyone is very hurt by the Giants. Mm. Everyone had very high expectations mm. because they were seduced the same way that we were by Joe Judge. Whether you want to pretend you thought he was a clown or not, they did very like you thought at, coming off of that year. You know, once they beat the Seahawks, his first year, everyone was like, "We're all in." They, this team is going to be the next team. They're staying in games. I think to expect that none of these players are going to have any real fantasy relevance, it's just crap. I mean, they obviously got, they put an investment in the O-line, and that has been one of the biggest issues. Daniel Jones has not played behind an, he has played behind clowns. Like, they would not be, they wouldn't even be, like, number two guys on other teams. And you've seen them go to other teams. Like, God bless you, Cardinals. Like, enjoy will hernandez and his t-rex arms and whatever <laughs> is gonna happen like they, they don't start anywhere else kim fleming got cut the next time he went to a team like these are not starters that in the nfl that this team has been playing with um nate solder couldn't even the guy was on the ground on his face half the time so a lot of it comes down to daniel and i think that daniel has the ability one of his best attributes is that he has a good deep ball 
So throw the freaking deep ball. That's why you brought Kenny Galladay on. That made sense. You have a great contested catch, big bodied wide receiver. Do it. Let's make the connection work. So I think it wide receiver 47 and wide receiver 58, like give me a freaking break. I, I would, I actually wanted to look, I was going to do a tweet later about the guys that are around them. Like you are taking teams like wide receiver fours over yeah. your taking Kenny Galladay. I'd love to see the wide receiver for like, what teams are we taking wide receiver it's fours crazy. on right. over these guys? Absolutely. I, and you're right. I think people are burned. I mean, we don't, you could go back even to Eli when I, yeah. I feel like I've been saying every off season since Eli retired that, Hey, the giants are sneaky loaded on offense. The giants are like sneaky good on offense. Like they, they've got weapons and they just haven't panned out whether injury, the offensive line, all the things you said, but I'm with you. I think it's a good idea to be investing, especially at these prices yeah. for the Giants. And the late round, like it doesn't cost you anything. Right. So it's no big deal. You're not going to hurt your own feelings. Like you'll be fine. You can just get rid of them. Like it's not the end of the world. It's round 15. You'll The next guy's not going to work out. But I, one of these guys, not even one, I think at least three of these guys, if you include the tight ends, let's say, I'll say four are going to surpass their ADP and they're going to surpass it significantly. And guess what? The giants are still going to suck. Like it doesn't, I'm not saying the giants are going to be good. I'm just saying that these can still be relevant fantasy players while the giants actually start their rebuild. I love it. All right. We're going to move on to your kind of caping up of Kirk cousins that you've been doing here a little bit. <laughs> I don't think it's that dramatic, but I do believe I, I wanted to put it out here because I know that Kirk Cousins kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap. Small, as you said, hating on Kirk Cousins while having a generic Walmart brand QB1 <laughs> on your team is the most sus behavior or whatever the kids say. First of all, is Kirk Cousins kind of like a Walmart brand <laughs> like uh, QB? Hey, I won't no. lie. I, I was no. going to put that in the graphic, but then I was like, uh, maybe Walmart would probably no, flag Kirk that. No, Kirk Cousins so. is just the guy that uses coupons at Walmart. Oh, That doesn't make him. Oh, okay. So he's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about a guy that wears double the ribcage pad. Like, we don't like guys like this. We don't like... Dude, Minivan. he's not a bad, he's actually a, if you want consistency, you want Kirk Cousins. Like you want basically the same shit every year. Fine. Here you go. And that was under Mike Zimmer, who was like having Kirk handcuffed to dump offs to Dalvin, mm -hmm. like QB 11, QB 11, QB 18, QB 13, QB 6, QB 5, QB 8. One of my hot takes for next year, Kirk Cousins will be at least a top 10 quarterback. You unleash Justin Jefferson, who will end up probably being the wide receiver one. You're going to see a different outcome from this team. And Kirk Cousins, I'm not saying, like, go out and take him as your top guy in your dynasty league. But, like, I think – I mean, I've been using him for years in winning leagues. Like, he's my – I feel like he's my – he's been my cheat code for years. He's Travis, I love that. Wow. I love him. Like, he's Travis. great. He's, he's great. Well, Travis, you love that music to your music to your ears there. Yeah, in my dynasty league, he's my backup quarterback to Lamar, and I just think like it's really about the fact that like Small's laid out, it, it's the consistency. But again, if we look back to the QB five, QB six years, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the Washington years under Shanahan, which was part of the coaching tree where Kevin O'Connell comes from. There we go. So we're talking about getting it hey. down the field. They have weapons, guys. Like even if Thielen is old, I mean, I think he's even he's no, he's not as old as me 31. he's a touchdown threat right irv smith 
right? Field stretcher there. We've got the backs, and now we may like four of their running backs, realistically, based on who they drafted I and undrafted. Their, yeah. And then, so I just think there's so much value to be, or so much volume to be had in the passing game. And finally, a coach that'll say, yeah, go ahead and sling it. And I think we've seen great things. Like, I want to get back to the meme worthy, uh, you know, I like that. You like that. Like this, Kirk yeah. Cousins, you know? like, Some of my like favorite this. moments are for, like, Kirk Cousins, he's just one of those guys, like, I get it. And I stand up for guys that definitely don't deserve it. Kirk Cousins gets way too much hate. You want consistency. He's not flashy. He's not exciting. But, like, you can very much win games from him. But, yeah, he needs a little bit of hand-holding from He is always going to pick up the kids after practice. That minivan is showing up. That's it. And he's got Capri Suns that he got on sale at Walmart. He's dad. He's dad. (laughs) Like, he is the dad. Like, you want want a – and there's no daddy problems from this dad. Like, this is going to be exactly <laughs> what you need to get shit done. And he does it year after year. His numbers are nearly identical. Now you're giving him a different regime who's not going to say, we don't trust you, Kirk. They're going to throw the freaking ball to, debatably, the best wide receiver in the freaking league. Like, it's time. Let's do it. Let's unleash it. Kirk Cousins, you know what? Even if they move on from him in a couple of years... The Vikings are a team to just look out for because they have everything they need. Their secondary yeah. is still so sketchy, that, but they try. Kirk Cook. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, let's hear it. Yeah, the, the old the, cliche. God. Let's, let, Let yeah, Kirk well, let's Kirk. summarize Kirk. here. Cousins coupon clips. He drives minivans. He sang in choir in college. Like, obviously. He's a nerd. Guy, yeah, He's we love it. He's just a dork. Go swing oh, it, we do swing know he, he, he does play. Um, he takes his dances from uh, the, that video game. Now I feel like a nerd because I don't DDR? even know. DDR? You, you got a kid coming. You're doing no, very not, bad vibes here, no, not, not D, It's not DDR. It's <laughs> oh, like the – anyway, Am I, I aging know. myself saying that? No. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the guy that like washes his hands twice after he pees. And like most guys don't even pee their – like wash their hands after they yeah. pee. Like that is Kirk Cousins. You know, he, he takes a full day off. Like he – after games, like he does not do anything. He lets his Rude. whole body rest. If you ever go back like and listen to some of the pods he's been on, Kirk Cousins is dope. Like he drove yeah. a minivan for years being in the league. He drove it back home when he was like, he's a cool guy. And like, that's consistency. And I saw it in Eli Manning and maybe that's why he pulls at my heartstrings. Is like, yeah. You, you love all these, you love all these dad, father, uh, Cuban pant wearing Eli. Yes, he washes his hand twice. Oh my yeah. God. I love that, it. That was Watch a great three times. I love it. Like I, I hope love everything that- about it. I hope one day, uh, you know, after he watches the show, um, that he puts that in his bio for yeah. Twitter. Is I wash my hands twice after. <laughs> Have I you seen any any quarterback yeah. that wears his chest is out to here because he doesn't want to get hurt? Like it's so yeah. cute. It's you know, that's what not if he double, just thinks it's not double rib panning. It's actually a fanny pack he's got under there. Yeah. But we touched in a little bit on the offense here. You you went further here with the Vikings. You're really in. And I we talked them. about I Kevin. I got huh? Yeah. No, I, I actually I think it's it's worth talking about because there'll be an undervalued, I think, offense in a lot of ways, at least with cousins and, and maybe Thielen and Irv mm-hmm. Smith. But Smalls, as you said here on May 18th, don't at me. I've been trying to tell all you twerps, <laughs> no Zimmer, decrease dump offs, increase Justin Jefferson involvement. Vikings will gritty their pretty little purple panties into a wild card spot. That's so, a great tweet. I also yeah. think, yeah, your reply <laughs> was yeah. if they even need the wild card spot. So I got to tell you to calm down because Green Bay is still the king. Yeah. 
but uh, speak a little bit more on the overall offense. And, 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 you know, you also had some Alexander Madison love that we can get into as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this offense, there's so much to like, I think that the Vikings after watching them, I, I feel very bad for their fans because it's not like there's a re like there's reasons why, but you look at this roster and every single game, like they are, they are beating the shit out of teams until like the last four minutes of games and then losing like what is going on what is the problem and i think a lot of that is if they just get the ball to justin jefferson a couple more times their o-line has been very sketchy right guard there's a was things that needed to get fixed but they have one of the better wide receiver rooms in the entire league there's a lot to like there their running back room a lot to like they just needed someone to come in that's not and i don't even hate mike zimmer I actually think Mike Zimmer is a good coach. I think that Mike Zimmer is not made to be a head coach. I think that he should be a defensive coordinator. That's it. And uh, because it's a different league now, like this is not as much of a defensive league as it was in years past. I think that they just needed fresh eyes on the situation because you have what you need, like what your secondary blue and they made, you know, they made the changes that they needed to also in the draft. Like it's going to you know you're expecting a lot out of rookies, but I think the Vikings are a team to really watch out for. They are always in it. They and it's the NFC. You don't have to win the division to go and get yourself a wild. Yeah, right. It doesn't even matter. You don't even have to win that many games. You barely have to win at all at this point uh, to get a wildcard game. And I think they get the ball to JJ two, three more times a game. Then this team is a wildcard team done, and that, that's it. You don't even need to change anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the big playability of Justin Jefferson could go off the chains. Like, he could have the Jamar Chase, like, eye-popping numbers very easily, yeah. I think. He was wide player. open so many times this year. Like, it was a really – once I was able to, like, shut off the Giants for the first time in my life, I was, like, definitely watching more Vikings games. And it's it was frustrating to watch because you just see Jefferson wide open. And it's like, oh, let's use our fullback because it's the 1800s or let's <laughs> – dump off to Dalvin Cook for like the 400th time. Like Dalvin Cook had to have had, they're literally basically on the goal line and they can't get it. What is it? What are you guys doing? What is happening here? <laughs> it's frustrating. I feel bad for Vikings fans. Like at least I'm numb to my team and I have my Super Bowls, but that's a rough franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I won't. I will. We won't, I I could smear the Vikings a little bit more, but I'm not going to do it. So we're going to move on here. We're going to talk a little bit about some RB ageism out there. As Small says here on May 12th, guys are always like age is just a number until you start talking about dynasty running backs. Oh, I I literally yeah. laughed out loud this when was I such a great this tweet. Was so good. Um, I could just imagine that the meme of the guy trying to tell that girl, oh, you know, boy, trying to talk uh, <laughs> over that girl, uh, whatever it is. Like, hey, no, listen, listen. Yeah. You know, age is yeah. just a number. Uh, but Dave Kluge, yeah, we had him on last week talking about running backs over the age of 26 here. And so we asked him kind of which guy he thought could break out of this norm or, you know, maybe a couple to actually hit that that mark of the first one since LaShawn McCoy to be a top five back. How are you feeling about this group of, of guys over 26 here, Smalls? Uh, it's rough. Um, I felt better about this group last year, obviously, because we're worried about age. I worry more when age and situation do not fare well together. I think mm. that's a big part of it. Um, but I think some of these guys are also falling way too low. Um, and even as the biggest Ezekiel Elliott hater, I am a big Tony P fan. Like he's falling just too low. 
Dalvin Cook, I think Dalvin Cook, he has had pretty minimal wear and tear. Like he does miss like three or four games, but Mike Clay, right? He does his projections expecting that running backs miss three to four games. And I think that's how everyone should look at the season. Your expectation should be that running backs miss games, period. It's not the same. It's a crazy league. Guys are like on what is it like raccoon stare, whatever that one thing that came out, Hopkins, that fake tweet. But like, seriously, yeah, the tranquilizer. That's what it was. Thank you. Um, But I worry more about like Derrick Henry, right? He came off that injury and looked like shit. Like, let's just call it how it was. And they lost that game because they tried to force him in when he could not keep up to what they needed. Leonard Fournette, late round you just can't overpay for these guys anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to take Dal- Dalvin cooks. Yeah. Like he's, I know he's going to miss a couple games, but I know he's going to produce also um, Leonard Fournette. Like you're going to start being on your way out. Like now you're pushing your luck. Like it was fun for a little bit and uh, you know, whatever playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny, but now you're starting to make me a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, like Derek Henry, I can't do it. I, I can't take him. It's got to happen at some point. For all yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> Time is undefeated. Yeah. Sorry. I, I like for a second, I thought I was talking to my therapist there. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's how we, hey, we'll hold some space for you. Sometimes yeah. that's what I think the epi therapist is. is. Epi therapist, yeah. I think, is still in the chat. <laughs> yeah, he was hanging out for a while there. Yeah. It's about taking pressure off these guys, and this has been my thing, and this is how I started out talking about all the time. It's like you, you can't expect a guy like CMC. Like again, I'm off CMC because Carolina does not have a system built to not expect that CMC goes out and runs their offense. Guess what? Effing happens. Look at me I'm controlling my mouth. Look what happens when when you just expect that one running back is going to run your offense. Same shit happened to Saquon Barkley. This is what happens to these guys. This is why they get hurt because they're on shitty offenses with a shitty offensive scheme, with a shitty offensive coach, with a shitty head coach, with a bad O-line and guess, Oh my God, they got hurt. Oh, no shit. Like literally no shit. It's like just going to happen. So, uh, you know, James Conner not having as much pressure. Look what he was able to do. Hmm. Look at what happens Hmm. when Leonard Fournette even going there, being able to not have to be the main guy. I mean, he's not having to put on the Jaguars jersey yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean exactly right. And that doesn't mean that they can't be fantasy relevant either. And that's a big misconception. Like right. everyone calm down. You can definitely still be relevant without being yeah. like the head of the entire offense. Okay. Well, that's why I think guys like Saquon make a lot of sense because we're yeah. not asking him to be, like you said, rookie Saquon, you know, and we're not necessarily where we're drafting Leonard Fournette. We're not asking him to be a top five. We think he right. could be if, if he was healthy the whole year, mm-hmm. but we're not asking him to be that based on where we draft him. So I think that's good. We talked a little bit about Fournette and the Jags here. I want to, I love it. You know, you're brutally honest on Twitter and I love that about you. You're authentically yourself. You had this tweet uh, that was, uh, I forget what it was. And then it's you so said nervous. that was a drunk tweet. Uh, but I still believe myself or like you're yeah. still on that take. But I oh. love this. I love this tweet about Trevor Lawrence here because it's in all camps. And you are basically saying, I'm all in on Trevor Lawrence and Dynasty and you guys can suck it. And I, I would imagine maybe it was drunk. But if not, I'm all here for it anyways it. here. I really wanted to ask you, though, Smalls, the Jaguars to me are kind of low key exciting. They've got oh, a Super yeah. Bowl head coach now who joins the bunch, highest-touted quarterback prospect in 
uh, Trevor Lawrence since Andrew Luck uh, coming off his sophomore season that he's no longer now dealing with the Urban Meyer Mulligan effect. Um, we've got an undrafted 23-year-old former top five, though, running back in James Robinson, who eventually will come back. Travis Etienne, first round running back who should be looking like he's going to be healthy for the full season, at least to start it off. Um, they have the highest paid meh receiver in the league there in Christian Kirk, trying to be that guy for his new team. And I am a Cardinals fan, and I do think Christian Kirk can actually be good. But I wanted to know. Do the do the do, what do people need to know about the Jacksonville Jaguars fantasy wise this season? Where's your stoke level or concern level on this team and the specific pieces there for fantasy? Yeah, for sure. I think that you're not going to get me to get excited about Evan Ingram. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I don't care. He is not his best fantasy season was his rookie year. And then he has not had a season better than like he had, he was QB 13, like basically if what feels like 10 years ago and then outside of that like he just is not consistent enough I don't think that's going to fare well with Trevor Lawrence I don't see that being an exciting thing is he a plug and play tight end and I'm so happy for everyone that they're like buying low on Evan Ingram enjoy it uh, I think there's a lot there is a lot to like and I I think that Trevor Lawrence who is someone that I wasn't that excited about mainly because of the landing spot and maybe I'm less of an analytical and more film and more gut, whatever it is, but Doug Peterson is interesting. Okay. Doug mm -hmm. Peterson is a very big part of why Carson Wentz ended up having that season that he did have. Um, and I like Doug Peterson about all of this almost more than the players themselves. I also very much like ETN, who is a great value as well. I, I think that ETN, there's no reason to expect that he can't come in and just start performing the way that we expected the past year. I think that the wide receiver, no matter what, there's a boost here. This team is going to be more productive. You don't have an, a, it, it was basically a circus act last yeah, year. Yeah, the Urban Meyer correlation. Yeah, I mean, you can't, it, but I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's almost the one to target. If it's dynasty we're talking about, he this is the cheapest you're probably ever going to get him. I love looking at second-year quarterbacks like right before the season starts because if they do hit, that is the cheapest you will ever get them. So like Zach, like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, I absolutely adore this year to go out and get their cheap. Go do it now. You know the Jets had a nice draft, so it's a little bit different. He's a little bit more expensive, but I think there's something to like about this Jaguars team, and they're coming off like. They have something to fight for because they've been through hell at this point. Mm. Like last year was awful. And yeah. I think that you have to invest your trust in what you have to look at it at a surface level. Like Trevor Lawrence has this amount of talent. We know the ceiling, like he is an elite talent. Um, it did not translate, which at the end of the day, you kind of knew that was going to happen a little bit, especially knowing that he was going to go to a team like Jacksonville. But they have spent the bag. I think that the Christian Kirk move was a lot of money for Christian Kirk. Yeah, this... But they have a lot of options. So I think they're going to have the opportunity in camp to figure out how do we make this translate to the field? Who is going to be our starters? And it might not be who we think it's going to be. But they're going to be definitely a team to at least keep your eye out for.
Yeah, I'm with it. I'll buy into some of the value that's there. I think Christian Kirk, I know we, we want to dunk on him, but I think he could have some value too because yeah. Trevor Lawrence in college did target the middle and intermediate yes. intermediate areas of the field. And I think he could actually, if he stays healthy, could be pretty good for them. So, For sure. Austin, Love did it. you have some? No. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, um, we kind of got you a little bit past when we said we'd, uh, we'd do okay. it with you, but we appreciate you being on here, Smalls. Can you tell the people where, where they can find you and what you've been working on? Yes, I'll be on this show tomorrow. No, I'm okay. Um, you guys can find me. Appreciate that. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can find uh, me on Twitter at Stubby Smalls with three L's. I am with Champions Round. We are a micro fantasy sports game. We just came out with a new game, uh, Daily Dozen. It's a blast. If you're into sports betting, definitely check it out. All my content's over there. I am doing a 32-team preview. This is more than I ever really say. I think it was that intro music that got me going. But this was a blast. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. All my stuff's on Twitter. Semi Smalls, three L's. You guys are fantastic. This was awesome. I would love I'm gonna get you guys on my show, Small Sock Smalls. Yeah, We're doing a collab do between these two, but we yeah. need I need that intro music because that is yeah. that is <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and this uh, is link to everything yeah. is uh, in the bio uh, underneath this video too, uh, to your, awesome. your link tree. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you smalls and for Steph and for Johnny and for Austin, I'm big Travi. We're the fancy whispers. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye. Whisper nation. Appreciate you. You stuck through the whole TFW live show. Congratulations. Well, if you like what you saw, make sure you hit subscribe. If you want more videos from the Fantasy Whispers, make sure you hit one of these videos.